in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines at Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios on a really great feeling fall morning out there, although fall doesn't get here till Tuesday. Good morning, Gregory. Well, I'm just tickled to be here. but We're I'm, glad to have you. I'm just tired of watching the weather channel. Watch something else. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, I do when there's a race on. Superman. I got well. That was one thing that kind of made me a little bit mad. Bert said, "You don't need to get up so early in the morning because you all cleaned up and done this, that, or whatever." But uh, I only got to see one and a half of them. But they actually had the one where he splits in two, just like the modern day one. But anyway, I saw my Superman. It's great weather. I'm glad to be here. And we got racing today. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, gentlemen. Glad to be here. You're right. We got a lot of racing going on. A lot of racing going on up there at Carolina Speedway. Uh, you've been watching this weather. I know them boys up there at Carolina was kind of sweating this weather, but they got their qualifying in last night and got some heat races in last night. So they're going to get ready for their big main event tonight. And plus, we got Harrison Travers rest, but Cherokee Speedway is going to take the weekend off. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. It looks like a I don't think there's any rain in the forecast. It looks like just a great evening to be outside and might have to throw on a sweater if you get on up uh, well, up into the hills a little bit or something there or anywhere. Well, they're going to run at Bristol tonight, so I'd, I'd, I'd probably take me a blanket up there to Bristol. Where are they running right now? Uh, 24 hours of Le Mans started at 9 o'clock Eastern time. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon in France. Well, we had the 12 hours of Harris last week. Oh, I, I want to hear <laughs> the I want to hear about that. I forgot about that. But we let me just, like- let me touch on this. This is the 88th annual uh, Le Mans, uh, 24 hours of Le Mans. And actually, Ronnie, who is the other member of our cast, Ronnie, um, feel free to call in. You're always a member of the show. But Ronnie texted me earlier this week that Le Mans was on. And it looks like the only way you can watch it is on Motor Trend TV, which I don't know. I'm not familiar with Motor Trend TV, but I'm sure if you were savvy enough and had a a brand new uh, smart TV and a, some way to look it up, you could figure out how to get get it. But, uh, yeah, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and, and I just want to mention one other thing about it. You know, it sort of came to prominence here this year with the, the movie Ford versus Ferrari, which was all about Le Mans. I mean, that was the main thing, was winning Le Mans, which they did in 66, and Carroll Shelby won it by himself, well, uh, as a, a driver uh, in um, 1959. But anyway, so the Le Mans is this weekend. In fact, it's right now, and it goes until a 9 o'clock hour time tomorrow morning. And uh, 
That track is about, uh, it's 8.47 miles long. And it used to have the longest straightaway in the world, which was the Mulzahn straightaway, which was just under four miles long. And from what I understand, they uh, got up close to 240 miles an hour on that thing. So they put a couple of kinks in it to screw it up. And uh, now you can only do about 205 between uh, between the little kinks they put in there. But uh, not to spend too much time on this because we've got a lot to cover. But didn't uh, Junie Donlevy went up there one year with Dick Brooks, didn't he, or somebody? Yeah, he certainly did. And uh, I'm like you. I don't know how why to get Motor Trend TV, but I've always loved uh, Le Mans and 24 Hours. But... Uh, no, Junior Dunleavy and Brooks went out there. In a Ford. And we, we were building their motors, and we put a, a different manifold on it because it was road course. And uh, he was going down to Mulsane Strait, and he run a little over 200. But the people had never seen a stock car or a NASCAR car yeah. go around it. I bet it was something to see. Well, what, what tickled Brooks to death and Dunleavy, you know, they had a fence and usually the people are right up against the fence looking. Well, when Brooks come by, the sound of the motor <laughs> and everything, he said the next lap he come by, the second time the people had backed up about 100 yards <laughs> because the sound of, the, of that uh, NASCAR engine uh, this, this flabbergasted them. But, but more uh, NASCAR engine. Yeah, yeah it was. And, and I think it lived, but it, I don't know, it might have blowed up, but it sure made an impression on the fans at Mulsanne Street. <laughs> at, well, it's a long one. It's, it's a long four one. Four miles long. And actually, uh, Mulsanne is a little town that the straightaway goes into. I learned all this last night. I didn't really know it before. Well, But, but it, it, it's um, it's famous. It's a famous race. And this a, is the 88th, and they've had so many wars. And most of this track is part of the, reg, the regular uh, French you know, highway system. Exactly. So they just connect it for the race, and it's a it's a big deal. It's it, a big deal worldwide. So what, what since was, it just started, I thought I'd mention it. Go yeah, ahead, real well, quick. What What was the year that uh, you know they had the GT forties and and they they come across sixty seven was when that was the first race that Ethel Ford I think went to, and you know his daddy was Henry Ford the second, and. Uh, from what I was told by Ethel himself, that was like the first race uh, that he went to. That sounds amazing, but... Well, you know, I, you know, I need to rewatch. Maybe I'll watch that tonight, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Because, uh, but because Ford went over there the first time they tried it in 65 and was very disappointed. They didn't do any good. And then he went back in 66, and that's when Ken Miles actually won the race. But they made them line up, and and now this is different from what you're talking about in '67. Yep. In '66, they made them line up and cross the finish line together. But they gave it to—I can't remember who they gave it to now. But they didn't give it to Miles because the guy that crossed right beside him started about ten positions behind him on the grid, and they figured he covered the most distance, so he won the race. And it was like Ken Miles's. It was like a huge. I Dagger that. in the heart, and uh, no, it was the next year when they had a uh, Foyt and Gurney on the same driving the same car, and they won it. And Foyt had just won Indianapolis like two weeks before, exactly his for the third time. So anyway, Le Mans is going on right now. It's a great race. Uh, it's it's been very dangerous, of course. 
well, I won't get into it, but in 1955, which was 65 years ago, they had the worst crash in history where a car went in the stands and 82 people got killed, including the driver. So, anyway, La Mans is a big one. We have a guest on the show today. We got Bobby Bennett. Third time, I hope, will be the charm. Uh, we tried to have Bobby on uh, one week, and the phone screwed up. Then we tried to have him on last week, and he forgot. And so now we're going to try it again. So I uh, hope the third time's the charm. I've checked with him twice, and he's ready to go, and I'm looking forward to talking to him. I, I really am, too. And I've heard of his name, but I didn't know exactly all the history, but uh, it's going to be interesting. Yep, and, of course, Joe Delaney wanted to be here to talk to him, but he had to go to Columbia to a soccer game today. So uh, he, he made the first two attempts to call him. So like Joe said, maybe since he's not here, we'll actually get him on the phone this time. Well, going to a soccer game, you know all about that. Yeah, and I think I went to my last one until the grandchildren, which aren't even on the radar screen yet, start going. And I don't know if I'll still be around. But yeah, I did my I did my share of Saturday morning soccer games. I can and tell you that. And you, your kids done great at it. Okay, yeah. We're not here to talk about that, though. And um, we have another guest, Greg. Who you got at eleven o'clock? Well, at eleven o'clock, we're gonna we're gonna talk to, to Scott Cooper, uh, publicity guy at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and he wanted us to originally talk to to the guy at Bristol. I can't remember his name, but, but I, I know. But uh, Scott's coming on at eleven o'clock for about ten or fifteen minutes, and he don't know about the ticket. You know, it's a well, he you know, better figure it out. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, it, it, the racetracks make a lot of revenue off selling tickets. Well, yeah. And I know that the TV coverage and everything has more to do with it now because the people who watch it on their cell phone and that kind of stuff, but there's nothing like being there live. No, and it's on the Roval. And uh, I think and I'm, I'll get the schedule down because it's not this week. I don't think it's, I think it's the first week in October. Um, they got the WeatherTech Sports Car Series running there and Xfinity and the Cup Car. So it's like two or three days of uh, racing there at uh, on the Roval. And Scott's going to tell us about it. And I know my son Jake wants to go. And I wouldn't even mind going up there. So maybe we could all drive up there. But first we've got to find out if we can get in and get tickets. Well, So uh, now, 12 hours of Harris. Do you know about it? And if you do... Uh, we got about uh, five minutes here. Tell us what the heck that was about. I mean, you sort of gave us a prelude to it last week, but how did that come out? Well, it was a it was a pretty good show up there. The winner was Kevin Brooks. He took her in. Uh, from what I understand, it it really didn't last no twelve hours. It it kind of run a little bit short, but how short? Well, he he made over three hundred laps on Harris Speedway, so. Uh, but uh, I think it's about six or seven hours or something like that. Well, and, that's that's and uh, whenever you've just about the last car running, I mean, you <laughs> might as well throw the checker. <laughs> is, well, is that what it was? It boiled down to he was a uh, pretty much the so, survivor. Pretty much so, a survivor and stuff like that. But what did that pay? Did you give us a pay? Twenty five hundred dollars. Not bad. Not bad. And for, for six it, hours work. For an enduro race, I mean, you know, as no race cars allowed, it was pretty much a a stock car that you knocked the windows and stuff out of and probably changed oil in it, kind of, you know. Well, you know, they, uh, that's not a bad idea, but maybe they ought to make it to six hours of Harris, but, uh, yeah. or, or maybe someday some 
body will really prepare for it and, and make it 12 hours. But that was a that that's something else. Just run on a. I mean, was how was the turnout of cars? Do you know how many cars showed up, or if any fans showed up? I think they had about 18 cars up there, and uh, like I said, they started them. I think they're going to start them like four wide up there or three wide. From then on, it was pretty much racing. You know, that that's the first time I've heard of actually an endurance race, you know, at a dirt track. Pretty cool idea. It, it is a good idea. Uh, it, it, that must be one of the first tries that I'm sure somebody else has probably tried it too. But Well, the guys up there at Harris, they've had uh, golf cart races up there. They've had... Uh, Lawnmower races, so uh <laughs> I raced my lawnmower yesterday afternoon. Did you? Around two yards. Okay. I got all my yard work done. You got a snapper? I got a poo line. A poo line. Well they they good too. Used to be you had to have a snapper. I tell you, so, I'm I'm hard on equipment though. I know. I, I, I got you got that. a heavy foot. Well, I I hit stuff. I mean I tried to get close as I can and uh it didn't take me but about three Three times after it was, I was brand new two years ago, and I right off the bat hit a low hanging limb on an apple tree and bent the hood up a little bit. So, uh, but anyway, so much about that. We uh, we got a lot of racing to cover. We got Bristol. Uh, let's talk about Jeremy for just a minute. Now, Jeremy, he uh, had to win last night in the car that I swear I think they went out of their way not to show. Uh, they've showed him, and I think that was one of the reasons to get on the quarter panel was that they were showing it so much, but it had, it looked like from the glimpses I saw, and I didn't see a picture of it, had Fox Sports Spartanburg or Fox Sports on the quarter panel, and it looked like it was pretty prominent. I don't know if it was on the hood or not, but uh, the only time they really showed the car up close was after the race and after and right when they were getting ready to go off the air, and Jeremy standing beside the car, and this was an aerial view, like looking down on the windshield where it said Clements, and he's standing next to it talking to another driver. They did not, that I saw, and I watched the pre-race show too, show the side of it. Uh, but he finished 11th. He needed to win. Uh, or or I'm not sure. I don't think he was actually ma- um, mathematically eliminated, but he would have practically had to finish first or second in all the stages and, and uh, Brandon Brown fall out on the first lap, you know, and not get any points hardly at all. Because he went into the race, I think, 49 behind, and he wound up 48 behind. He only gained one point. But, um, of course, Fox, I mean, uh, NBC wasn't showing it, but he was in a tooth-and-nail battle with Brandon Brown for 11th spot and beat him. So I guess that was some minor victory. Uh, But once again, for the second year in a row, and, uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, He's uh, the first guy on the outside looking in. And just keep digging, Jeremy. You'll get there someday. Yeah, exactly right. And the thing that, you know, we've preached for years on this show, you know, about somebody stepping forward and and, and helping Jeremy and Tony and those guys because they got a great race team. And I'm just tickled to death that, uh, you know, the owners of, of, of the radio station, yeah, the, yeah, that looks good. Well, I just know, got set, sent set a picture. Up. I just got sent a picture of it, and it was a a pretty big uh, decal right behind the fifty one. Um, that uh, it looks like All South Electric was. Uh, is that your competition, All South Electric? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> is prominently displayed on the quarter panel, and we got a good bit. We got a nice, uh, a nice uh, uh, decal on there. It, it looks, it looks large enough to see on television. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Greg. Go ahead. No, that's fine. It's just, you know, I'm just tickled to death that that, you know, the radio station, you know, owners and stuff stepped up and, and going to help Jeremy because. Uh, he's local. We pull for him every week, and we we've told people that everybody just help him out with some tires or something, toning him like a bunch of horsepower. Jeremy can drive the car, uh, but you got to have them rectangular dollars to do it. And now they got a little bit more, and it comes from Fox Sports Spartanburg here at fourteen hundred and. 98.3. Well, I think we're still on the car for Talladega and uh, the Roval. So we got some more chances to make uh, to make it on uh, television, and hopefully we will. But I tell you what, we're up against the first break now, so let's take it and come back. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have Bobby Bennett this week. So uh, you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Driving Studios on a gorgeous Saturday morning. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you. Download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large 
selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince those high payments and slim dunk on savings during the Nissan Now sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your haircut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. For everything happening here at the station, download our Fox Sports 1400 app today. Type Fox Sports 1400 to search Google Play or the Apple Store to get started. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg and probably the most elusive guest we've ever tried to have on this show. We finally got him. Bobby Bennett. Good morning, Bobby. Hey, good morning. Congratulations. You might be the first person who's ever called me elusive. <laughs> well, you, I, I tell you, it's, I, I won't recap it again, but uh, it, this is the third try to get you on. And Joe Delaney said, well, since I'm not there to talk to him today, uh, that'll be the day you get him. So uh, it's, gla- it's great to have you on the show, Bobby. And, uh, and I hope we can do this more often than just today. I, we don't have a, any... Um, drag racing presence really to speak of and and uh, we'd love to have you come on and talk to us about it from time to time you, you guys are based in Spartanburg right? Yes sir from the historic uh, WSPG studios on Garner Drive that's been here since I was a little bitty boy okay so what is most of your coverage for on? Sorry I haven't listened to the show that much but I just want to I just want to make a point do you realize we have almost 30 world championships won by drag racers in Spartanburg County alone. No, it's the drag I, racing capital of the world. That, no other county in the world uh, in the world can boast that many world championships. Well, I mean, I, I didn't mean to talk over you there, but that's the, you just solidified my point. That's why we need you. Uh, we need you. <laughs> we need you on the show. Now you've got a a website called Competition Plus that's uh, what about twenty or twenty five years old, right? And, and it's known around the world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 21 years ago, we uh, actually it was 21 years ago on the uh, on the 15th. I got this got this crazy idea in September of 1999 that people would want to read their news on the Internet. And no, boy, that'll, that'll you, never happen. <laughs> I might as well have been saying in 1919, we were going to put a man on the moon. Yeah, because I tell you, people looked at me. Uh, one of the guys that uh, I went to try to sell an ad to a big company. He, well, he wasn't a big, big company, but he was big enough that I went to him for advertising dollars. He says, eh, how you going to sell me an ad to a magazine I can't take to the crapper with me? <laughs> and uh, I said, well, one day it's going to be uh, small enough you can have it in the palm of your hand, even on your cell phone. And back that time, it was like, what, flip phones? Yep. <laughs> and he says, oh, I don't think this Internet thing's going to catch on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> talking movies, airplanes, there's a lot of people that uh, 
But um, I, I want to back up just a little bit now. Uh, yes, Joe Delaney told me, and if I heard him right, that you actually got started in drag racing when you got caught breaking into the Spartanburg Dragway. Now, is there any truth to that at all? Well, that's kind of sort of the truth. I didn't break into the track. I was just dishonest to get into it. There's a big difference. Uh, a big difference, I knew, yeah. I, I lived probably about a half mile uh, uphill from that from that drag strip. So one day during the week when mom and dad were at work, I hopped on my bicycle and I would uh, ride down there just to time how long it would take to get there and get back. And uh, so I knew it the 12 and under, 11 and under, uh, or 12 and under got in free. No, it was 11. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was 11 and under got in free. Well, I had just turned 12 years old. So I got to the gate, Mr. Paul Johnson, God rest his soul, but one of the greatest men I ever knew. He said, how old are you, son? So I decided, you know, to go down there on one Saturday. And he said, how old are you, son? I said, I'm 11. He said, well, I guess you get to come in free. I was 12. Well, I, earlier in the week, I'd asked my mama to take me down to the drag strip, let me go. And she said, uh, no, there's too much beer drinking and fighting going on down there. <laughs> and then I, then I asked my dad, I, I, I did the good cop, bad cop thing on mom and dad, and he, he said, how much it cost to get in? I said, $5, and this is back in 79, and my dad was a Depression-era child, and, and he said, oh, that's way too much money. I can't spend that to go to the drag strip. So I did what any enterprising person did, and I made my own way. So I hopped on my bicycle, knew it would take me, X amount of time to get down there and X amount of time to get back. And I figured I could go down there and get back before anyone noticed. Well, I, I, I underestimated my love for the sport, and I must have stayed down there about three hours. And, well, my dad came looking for me, and he knew where to find me. Made me go up to the man at the gate, tell him I had been dishonest. Uh, took my allowance to pay for my $5 to come in. And I said, oh, I get to stay. He said, no, you're going home. <laughs> so remember I, remember I said it was a half a mile down uh, uphill from the drag strip. Well, that meant that half mile that I had to ride my bicycle back home was all the way uphill. Mm. And Dad didn't even stop to pick me up. He, he just drove right on by me. I tell you. And, I, and, and I, think, I think it goes to, to tell where, where I'm at in my career and how I got to where I am today is that my dad said, you were willing to lie, cheat, and steal to get in there? I said, Dad, I I would, I didn't want to lie. I, I, I don't want to cheat anybody, and I surely don't want to steal. I just wanted to go, and nobody would give me a chance, so I made my own chance. I and, thought, and that's sort of the way I was in business, you know. I thought, you know I here thought, I was a kid that did, yes, no, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say that you took the $5 from your parents to go to the, uh, you were 12 years old to your parents and took the $5 and then you went to the drag strip and you were 11 and you got in free and then you had the $5 in your pocket. And, uh, no, I was, I was learning to try to cut corners. I, <laughs> I, I was not a very good criminal. So I guess that's why I went legit all the way. Well, I tell you, you've done wonders with this from what I understand and you, uh, 
Uh, I, I've seen your name in the paper quite a few times, and I, I really, I am going to start concentrating more on drag racing because you've you've really you've piqued my interest every time I've ever talked to you. And I I see your name in the newspaper when you guys have these uh, these things at the Beacon, these reunions for the old Spartanburg Dragway, and uh, it seems like you have them about this time of year, don't you? It seems like that's a fall thing. Uh- we have them every January. Uh, not really sure what's going to happen with the uh, 2021 reunion with the COVID-19 thing. COVID is just a gift that keeps on giving, uh, is what I said. You know, when I, I came down with it, I was like the second confirmed case in, in Spartanburg County, and, and it nearly killed me. Well, that's so, something it, I it, wanted to touch on. So, so could you expand on that a little bit? Did, you, did I understand that you actually caught it on a plane coming back from los angeles or did i dream that yeah no you you absolutely heard it right that i guess that was on my media tour i figured if i ever got a media tour it would be for other things other than getting a a disease that everybody thought was fake including me you know it's like you know here i was you know we were in uh, bakersfield california working uh, you know one of the most prestigious nostalgia races you know, where they have front engine and old school funny cars and, and front engine dragsters and everything. And, and you know, we were in in our, our uh, press center. We have our own, my, my staff has its own press center when we go to that race. Everybody else works out of one and then we work out of our own. So uh, it was, uh, you know, we'd cough and say, oh, oh you got the COVID. Uh, don't give it to me, you know, just carrying on because we all thought it was fake. So I got home, caught a red eye flight home uh, that uh, that Sunday night from Bakersfield, California. I had to fly out of Los Angeles, got to Charlotte, and all the way on the plane, everybody's <coughs> you know coughing all over the place. And, and, and even even though you're sitting in the front of the plane, everything goes to the front, you know. And uh, so. I'm getting ready to go to Gainesville. I've been on the road for like seven weekends in a row. I'm pretty pretty tired and run down. And, and so about uh, that Thursday, I, I I get in my car to drive to Gainesville, Florida, to the NHRA Gator Nationals. Uh, and uh, I got about as far as from Columbia down Interstate 26. And my uh, staff photographer called me. He says, boss man, you need to turn around and go back home. And I said, what? Hey, he said, they postponed the race. He said, because of the COVID. You might as well. I didn't even give him a chance to explain. I said, this is so stupid. This ain't nothing but a hoax. It's all political, all everything. They're just, I don't know. And and, and so, uh, to kind of make a long story short, uh, next day, the, the hoax hit me. And I thought, I thought, man, I'm finally getting a weekend off, and I got the flu. Mm. So it, it took me down, and then uh, it was like they gave me the the highest uh, antibiotics, and those made me even sicker. And I'm like, that's not the way it's supposed to go. And uh, it just, I went really, really downhill, and like. It, it was four days from the time that I got off of that airplane that it manifested itself, which is usually about the setup time for the COVID. And uh, I walked around Spartanburg for four days and didn't even know I had it. Mm. And, and so 
I uh, and I'm gonna wrap it up really quick here for you. No, you're fine. I don't want to take up all your time. But but the, on that Tuesday, I, I figured, well, I'm starting to run a fever. This ain't this ain't getting any better. And I've been on antibiotics. You know. Well, you know, I've been I went to uh, urgent care on the sat on the Saturday after I started feeling sick on Friday, and they told me I had a, a respiratory infection and gave me the highest strongest antibiotics and sent me home all well, by tuesday i started monday i started running fevers and i said eh, there's no way i've got this that happens to everybody else but i'm gonna go just get it checked out just in case and i went to the hospital Farmer regional and they had me in there and they ran all kinds of tests they ran that test they stuck that thing up my nose and tickled back of my eyeballs and, and my temperature actually went up about a degree maybe a little bit more from the time I got in there. And uh, the doctor came back and says, well, you don't have the flu. I said, no crap, Sherlock. I could have told you that. What I got is not like the flu. He said, well, here, take some take some Tylenol, and uh, we're going to send you home. I said, oh, okay. Well, it was all I could do to get home because as I was driving, I could actually feel my head getting hotter and hotter. They didn't know what the they were looking going. for, right? I mean, they didn't even know what the well, you were so so much at the front of this so, thing that they, they didn't know they didn't know what they had. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm gonna tell you uh, that night my fever went up to 103. Next day it went up to 104. It might have went up to 104 on Wednesday, uh, but but we're talking about 103, 104 degree temperatures. It was my my fever was so high the back of my eyeballs were on fire. That's how hot it was, and I uh, you you couldn't keep anything down. Uh, you would if you ate anything you'd throw it up. Not that you could taste anything, and I'm like, this is so weird. I, I've never experienced this. I, I guess I got a stomach virus. I guess I don't have the flu. And then I started getting a split and headaches, <laughs> and then I. Uh, and then I got got started getting dizzy and everything. I would go into the shower, and I couldn't even stand up. I'd have to sit there. I, I couldn't even walk to the bathroom. I mean, you ever feel like your whole insides fell up going north and south? I mean, I hate to gross you out, but that's the honest-to-goodness truth. That's why they didn't want anybody to get this. Well, how did and you finally headache. lick it? We're getting kind of close on time, and I, I, but I, 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 how did you finally uh, get out from under this thing? Well, well, the thing is, is by that Thursday when I left Spartanburg Regional, they asked me, uh, they told me, said, if you need to talk to your doctor, send us an email through this website, register and do that. Well, I sent them an uh, email that Thursday uh, that said, I am dying with all caps. And I explained what I'd went through. And I got a, and I went to bed Thursday night thinking I would never wake up again. And then I woke up Friday, and I said, thank you, Lord, for letting me wake up. But then I got an email back from the doctor, and I said, oh, good, maybe they're going to see me now. And it said, you have sent this email to the wrong place. You sent it to customer service. Oh, God. And, and it was just the hopelessness of the whole situation that I'm a guy that loves life. And I prayed when I got that letter that God would take my life. And, and I figured if God didn't take it quick enough, I had a loaded forty five in the nightstand beside my bed that I would kill myself because I would not become a burden on my family in case the fever and all this caused me to have brain damage or make my internals shut down. 
But anyway, I had a friend that uh, called uh, D-Hack on my behalf. D-Hack called me and talked to me, and they told my wife, they said, you get him to the hospital now. You do not let him stay in the house one more day. And uh, they got me to the hospital. Uh, Nurses met me in hazmat uniforms. They told my wife, do not get out of this car. Do not come in. And so you tell me how bad it is. You tell your wife you love her. My wife of 18 years, I told her bye, thinking thinking this is probably the last time I'm ever going to see her again. And, and, you know, finally, I got I got uh, test results back from two different hospitals in two different cities. And needless to say, I didn't go back to Spartanburg Regional for the second go-around. I went to Prisma Health in Greer. And those people are absolute angels. They actually cared about me. Were you on a ventilator and all that that you hear about? I was, I was so early that they didn't even know what to do with me. I'm telling you, I was so early. I still struggle to breathe. I wonder sometimes if I had gone on a ventilator, if I'd be better off. Uh, but now maybe uh, a good air air oxygen rate is about 94 to 95 for me now. That's the new normal for me. But now I'm walking four miles a day, so now I'm peaking it up to about 96%. I've done four miles a day every day since July 20th. Bobby, you got to come. To let this disease. You, you got to come back on the show. I mean, uh, oh, I, I, I absolutely will, man. I, I wanted this story told, and uh, and that's why we didn't do a whole lot about the drag race. And I wanted to get your beginning, but I mean, in a couple of weeks, I'd love to have you back on and 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 talk about drag racing. But I, this story needed to be told, and I said that you know this is an opportunity to talk to somebody that that, that has taken this thing all the way, almost to the to the bitter end, and. Uh, and I wanted you to tell your story over the air, and and um, well, I, I'm so proud that you came on our show and, and did it, and, and thank you so much. One of the things that I would like to uh, emphasize to anyone who has had the COVID, uh, I, I uh, the the thing that we need to do as Americans, and we always look out for each other. We try to. We should look out for each other is that if you've had the COVID-19 and you've got the antibodies, you've got to get into these places like the blood connection and donate your plasma. Because I know at least three people have, well, two people have made recoveries. Uh, one other person was making a recovery and they had a, you know other issues that took their life. Uh, but I've already donated five times, which is about uh, 20 bags of plasma. Uh, and I was just taking a break because the last time was really tough on me. But, you know, we 2020 has not been a good year for me. Well, it's been a bad year for a lot of people, but uh, I'd say yours has been, a, yours has been especially I, bad. I got attacked by a pit bull, one of my pit bulls, uh, at the first of the year, and she, she mauled my hand. And uh, it didn't really, it didn't break any bones, but it didn't do me any good either. And then the COVID thing, and then uh, unfortunately on uh, on thir- Thursday, uh, my mother-in-law went to be with the Lord. Uh, well, I'm sorry she, for that. She, she fell to cardiac arrest, went into cardiac arrest, and that was pretty tough on the whole family. So, uh, you know, if anybody... Uh, uh, believes can please keep us in your prayers. We will. You know, the struggle has been real this year, but let me tell you something. 
I love my life. And, and, and just to tell you how much I love my life, and then the fact that that COVID was so bad that I considered taking it, should tell you how bad this thing really is. And, you know, after I'd asked the Lord to take my life and I considered suicide, and my wife, not even an hour later, stuck her head in the door. Because I was like the ogre in the dungeon, you know. You open up the door and slide stuff in and get out, you know. And uh, she said, don't you die on me. I can't make it without you. And then I looked up to the sky and said, yes, Lord, I got your message loud and clear. Well, Bobby, you are a brave individual, and it does shows that it can be beat by brave individuals like that, and I'm, I'm tickled to death that you've educated people on that. Uh, like I say, we want to talk to you next time a little bit more about drag racing. Uh, yep. I was getting tickled about you riding a bicycle. That kind of reminded me of Kale Yarborough getting under the fence, but thank you so much for educating us on this stuff. Well, one day I'll tell you about the Highway 88 Hot Rod Association when I was 13 and had every kid in the neighborhood bicycle drag racing. That same bike that helped me led to my career choice in life here. I've been working in drag racing for about 40 years now, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's been the greatest thing. I mean, I was a kid that just lost his mom to cancer, and drag racing world just took me right in, and it gave me an outlet for a kid that just watched his mom die. It, it was a uh, it was the therapy that God knew I needed and one day would turn around and touch other people's lives because I'm going to tell you, I'm not afraid to tell the truth and I'm not afraid, uh, I'm, I'm not politically correct. I tell it like it is. And, and you know, our T-shirts that we have on sale at competitionplus.com basically sum up our whole mantra for the site and that is where you can believe what you read on the Internet. Well, Bobby, we are way past when we should have taken a break. I want to end it on a on a really, really positive note. Linda Vaughn says hello, and you're one of her favorite people. Well, she's absolutely one of my favorite ones. You know, when I grew up looking at her in the magazines, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, dream, dream crush. And then to have actually sat down and went to dinner with her, did interviews with her, Oh my gosh, she, you, she is just a, just a wonderful, wonderful person. Well, she is wonderful. so she is so full of life, and we had her on the the week that we were supposed to have you on the first time, and uh, she thinks the world of you. But we are about five minutes late for a break, Bobby. You got to come back in a couple of weeks, and thank you so much hey, for coming anytime. on the show. Anytime, guys. Hey, remember that. Spartanburg County, the, Spar uh, the drag racing capital of the world. And we're going to let you tell us all about it in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Bobby Bennett, thank you so much for coming on the show, and God bless you for all you've been through, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon, I hope. Yeah, yes, you count on it. Okay, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. All right, that was... That was something, wasn't it? That's unreal. All right, we are way behind. Let's get some commercials in here, and Nelson uh, Crozier will be up on the other side. You're listening to Start Your Engines.
Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Uh, good morning, Nelson. How are you this morning? 
Okay, that sounds great. Well, we uh, got a whole lot of racing going on, and we had a lot of racing, and we're into the we're into the uh, playoffs now. What's your impression? Uh, we got going to eliminate four drivers tonight. Uh, I know it's one of D. Benedetto's best tracks. Do you think he has a chance uh, to move on to the next round, or what's your thoughts? Uh, it's going to be close. I know. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he'll move on. It's a toss-up between him and Blaney right now. Yeah, Blaney got that big penalty and everything that sort of got him behind the eight ball right off the spot, right off the start of this thing. Yeah, well, we got, uh, you know, two penalties already for tonight. The 18th car to the rear of Stephens twice. 99 made adjust- 95 made adjustments, so he goes to the rear. Well, since Greg picked the 18 car and he's having such bad luck, that's just about his, uh, <laughs> that's just about par for the course for him, Greg. Uh, looks like you're starting at the back. Yeah, it seemed like a, uh, I done, I done good last year pretty good, but I, I, I'm not doing too good. But Nelson, can you tell us? Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors going around about different things. Could you, could you give us a, a hint on some of the stuff? <laughs> Lots of stuff. Uh, 43 driver, my guess is that uh, Denny Hamlin is going to buy uh, you know, the 13 team and he drives there, but he could also go to the 42 car. Uh, uh you know, it's just hard to say there. Uh, but the musical chairs are going to be a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, middle-of-the-pack cars that uh, don't have a driver. Uh, so where are they going? Is Custer going to stay in the 41 or is Bisco going in there? Chris Bell uh, will go to the twenty. 32 is open. Uh, you know, the 42 is open. Uh, maybe Eric Jones there. 48 car. Uh, good chance Lawson's going there. Uh, 43, Suarez, uh, Azori, or Hammer, call it, uh, choices. Did, did you say um, Larson to the 48 car? Uh, that's the gossip. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, that's the, uh, the prevalent gossip right now. Uh, well, I just, you know, I, I'm all for giving the guy a, a break and, you know, it's just, he's young and he made a mistake. I just, I just wonder if the public or, uh, or Hendrick is, is ready for whatever, uh, especially Hendrick, would he be ready for any kind of blowback he might get from, from putting him in a car? I mean, I, he's been gone since Easter, so, uh, you know, maybe he's paid his penalty. I, it's not for me to say. No, and, you know, there's frustration. He's won, you know, over 50% of the races he's been in. He's won us 37 races. Well, by the way, Nelson, speaking of winning races, you won again last week with uh, Keselowski. And uh, looking at the scoreboard over here, if I can see it, you, you've got six wins. And... Uh, me and uh, Jada and who else is Alan. that? 
Allen's got three wins, and uh, it's like um, Lanny's got one, and so uh, and Greg and Ronnie haven't scored yet. So you uh, you're sort of blowing us away. We're gonna have to catch up fast. Who you want this week? We I tell you, Ronnie's already taken Truex. He's gonna ride that horse till it dies, and uh, Greg's taken uh, um, Kyle Bush. I took Chase again. So uh, wide open for you for the rest of them. Okay, he's going to take Kozlowski again, so uh, we'll get the rest of them later. Well, Nelson, uh, one last thing before we let you go, because we actually ran a little over with our last guest, and I apologize for that. Great having you on the show. Did you ever have any kind of a, a, a connection to a Le Mans? Because we talked about it a little bit this morning, and of course it's going on right now. And with Ford and Lamont, Ford and Ferra- versus Ferrari being a big movie this year, I didn't know if you ever got into the twenty four hours of Le Mans or not. Not really, but most of them who worked for Ford for fifty seven years is ninety now. He just heard the engines on, uh, on the GC floors and stayed away thirty hours over there. Well, uh, Mose Dolan, I heard you talk about him, Greg. Yeah, Mose. Yeah, he he done. Uh, Nelson worked with him a lot, and he was uh, Mose designed. If I'm not mistaken, I think Mose designed the, the Ford overhead cam motor that NASCAR didn't approve because it didn't have push rods. And uh, but one thing, uh, Nelson, and I know you you as a, you as a part of it is uh, Dunleavy did go over there with Dick Brooks. And uh, back then we were building Dunleavy's engines, and just the sound of that thing coming by uh, really impressed a lot of people. So I, I know we did have one NASCAR presence uh, there one time. I think it was late seventies, early eighties. You know, I think Herschel McGriff went over there too. He did. I think he went. It might have been the same year Brooks went. I, I think you're right, Barry. Well, well, but, uh, go ahead. Thanks for that 94 after it came back from Riverside, put it on a plane, and flew it over to the mound. But it was the Riverside car uh, that they put extra lights on. Yeah, I remember him talking about putting headlights on it. No. Windshield wipers, too, I think. Well, Nelson, where about yeah, it? Go ahead. I've got some pictures of it. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it, but like Greg said, I bet that really shocked those French people when that thing came down the Molson straight away. Um, you got anything else? We got about a minute. Any anything you want to say before we um, we go no to next fans week? At Bristol, no fans at Las Vegas, but there will be fans at Kansas. What about Charlotte? We got Scott Cooper on after you, and uh, and uh, um, I'd like to go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure limited fans there. Okay, well, maybe they'll squeeze us in, Greg. Nelson, you're the best. Uh, um, appreciate you coming on. You sound better every week, and hopefully uh, you'll be with us next week. Look forward to hearing what you have to say about, uh, I guess we got Talladega coming up. Right. Uh, so, you know, we still have a lot more to go, lots to talk about. But, you know, we've got Las Vegas coming up, and Talladega and Charlotte, Texas, Texas, Martinsville. And fans, no fans at Martinsville because they still have a pretty good outbreak of the virus. Okay. Well, Nelson, you're the best, buddy. You take care of yourself, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for coming on. 
Okay, talk to you later. All right. That's Nelson Crozier. Uh, Alan? Smartest man I know. Tell you what, he sounded pretty good. Making a good recovery. Okay, we got about a minute, Greg. Uh, anything before we go to break here? That was, uh, I know we've talked a lot about Le Mans, and, and I think Mose Dolan, I think, <laughs> I'm going to watch that movie tonight, um, Ford versus Ferrari, but I think he had like somebody playing him for like 30 seconds in that movie. Yeah, they could have. Uh, I know they had John Hallman, somebody played him for about a minute. Are you well, going to watch it after Bristol or what? Yeah. You, you stay up half the night. That's right. Oh, okay. And then me and my wife going to go up to Flat Rock and pick apples Sunday morning. That sounds like a good deal. I like apples. If they're, if they're little bitty green ones. Well, I don't know what they got. Hannah and her well, boyfriend do it every year. And uh, and she talked about it. Then she's got to go to Columbia tomorrow. And I said, well, Giannis, let's go ahead and do it anyway. Something we've never done. Let's get in the car. It's supposed to be a nice, cool day. Alan, you look very skeptical about the apple picking. My daddy used to make me pick peaches, and I'm not going to pick nothing no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, well, uh, peaches and apples, that's like apples and oranges. You're comparing two different things there. But uh, anyway, when we come back, we're uh, going to have Scott Cooper from uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway and Nelson uh, seem to think they're going to let a few people in there, which would be great because... Uh, my son wants to go, and actually, I wouldn't mind running up there. I uh, wish it was the weekend we didn't have a show, but uh, we'll figure out the logistics on that when the time comes. But we're going to take a break, top of the hour. We're going to come right back, talk to Scott Cooper, and have Alan do his things. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Our website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Here's what you need to know. This morning, the Big Ten Conference unveiled its football schedule. Let's begin at the end. Michigan will take on Ohio State at the Horseshoe in the regular season finale on the 12th of December. It'll be the first time the Michigan-Ohio State game has ever been played in December. The season will open on October 24th with Ohio State hosting Nebraska, Minnesota hosting Michigan, and Penn State at Indiana. Then in week two on Halloween, it'll be Penn State hosting Ohio State and Michigan State at Michigan. In the NFL, Ian Rappaport reported this morning that the Bears and star receiver Allen Robinson have resumed contract talks. In game one of the NBA's Western Conference Finals Friday night, the Los Angeles Lakers defeated Denver 126-114, 37 for Anthony Davis. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. 
business owners. Have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to Design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your engine! Welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. And it's my great pleasure to welcome to uh, the airwaves with us, Scott Cooper, the, uh, what are you, Scott? You're the, uh, you're the, the PR Director of Communications is what Greg wrote down for me here. <laughs> is that close? Hey, I, uh, listen, all you got to say is that guy from Charlotte Motor Speedway and I'm good. Well, I don't want somebody to think it's Humpy Wheeler. Or I know he's been gone for a long time. But uh, anyway, it's great to have you on the show. And right off the bat, um, I know you've got a, a, a lot of great racing coming on up there. And, uh, you know, one that I'm particularly interest, interested in is the WeatherTech Sports Car Series. And uh, that's um, something Alan Hill, who's on the show with us here, here's our, he's our local expert. His brother... Um, is on the team for the Wheeling uh, Cadillac with uh, Pipo Durrani, and um, I'd love to go up there and see those guys race. 
Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Perry, right now we would love for anybody to be able to come up and see us race. We have uh, put together a, a, a really strong proposal in terms of, of health and safety protocols that we've sort of uh, taken from, from some of our sister tracks in the Speedway Motorsports family that have already hosted races this year, people, places like Bristol and Texas and New Hampshire. And we've put together a proposal that's uh, sitting in the state governor's office and the state health department's office right now and we're waiting for them to review that and get back in touch with us so hopefully we'll be able to do something so we can have some fans and folks be able to come and enjoy our races live uh coming up in three weeks for our uh roval weekend but like you said first time ever that we're going to have uh imsa here racing with us so they're going to be on track on uh friday evening and saturday evening of race weekend um, that's going to be televised, I believe, on uh, NBCSN, and uh, so that's going to be something unique and different. I mean, you know, you got you guys are much more well educated about those series than I am right now, and I'm looking forward to learning about them and and looking forward to seeing all those uh, all those different classes of cars tackling this 2.28 mile roval that we've got, and um, you know, we we got a little touch of it. Those of us that work at the speedway this week. Uh, Michelin came in, and I believe they had a a uh, a uh, tire test, and 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 it was fun to get to see a lot of those different cars out, kind of checking out this course. So that'll be a little something different on our uh, traditional fall NASCAR race weekend. Well, when you get down there, um, when that comes about, like I said, Mike Hill is on the Wheeling team, and they absolutely are one of the top teams. In fact, they dominated Sebring. They led almost every lap. Well, they did lead every lap except when they were in the pits, but they're uh, they're right in the middle of it every race. And Mike was, uh, like I said, Al and his brother's here, sitting here with us right now, but Mike was on uh, Junior Johnson's team back in the days with uh, Terry Labonte and Jeff Bodine and, uh, back in those days. And um, he has a great stock car background, so if you get down in the garage area, you might look up Mike Hill when you get around the number 31 team. Well, I'm definitely going to have to get down there and try to uh, keep an eye out for him. Yeah, it's um, And Gary Nelson. Is, Gary Nelson's on that team, too. Oh, good, good. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it is really going to be unique to see those cars racing at Charlotte on our Roval and, you know, knowing that with those, with those headlights that they can race into the evening, um, you know, our roval course per se i mean of course you know we've had lights at charlotte motor speedway for years right but the lights aren't necessarily designated for the road course so you know racing vehicles like the imsa series is going to bring up is is really about the only thing that we can put into sort of an evening schedule um so that's going to be a nice capper uh the uh the biggest feature race for that series and whatnot is going to be saturday night of race weekend on October 10th, so that'll follow us getting wrapped up with the uh, Xfinity Playoff Series race that afternoon. And then, um, then of course, we're going to roll into the, uh, the Cup Series race on Sunday, which we're thrilled about that we are this year, we are the cutoff race for round eight um, to, to go to the final eight. So we are the cutoff race for the second round of the playoffs with the, uh, the Cup Series and, um, you know, the first two races that we've had with Cup on the Roval have just been spectacular. We've had some incredible, memorable moments from both those races, and we're looking forward to some more coming up the weekend of October 10th and the 11th. Yeah. Scott, I appreciate you coming on. I know you've been busy. Uh, one of the questions I had, 
like I say, uh, Mike, uh, Mike, his brother, Alan's here, and they run us great. We'd love to come see it. I was just curious. Uh, I know y'all always had us, uh, uh, and I'm sure it, it might have changed, but uh, the Hall of Fame thing, they always had us four sweet tickets uh, automatically. I never have used them or anything. I think my nieces have, but uh, if anything changes, we'd, we'd love to come up there and, and, and see Mike Hill and, and Gary Nelson, those guys run. So, you know, c- keep me posted on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, 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 sure we, will. We, we will. We will definitely let you know. We're, um, you know, everything that we've put in front of the state right now is really geared more so towards Sunday, and we're trying to focus more for that Cup Series race and be sure that we're trying to do what we can to get the state to allow us to have at least limited fans. Um, you know, if, if uh, you know, we could get, you know, several several thousand fans to be able to come out and join us at least for the cup race, that's kind of our first priority. And then, you know, depending on where that goes and that decision, that that may open us up for the others. Well, but, um, if you, you know, just... it's going to be a, a, fun, a fun race weekend, and, and even if we're, not allowed to have fans live with us in person, which would be a huge disappointment. We're we're uh, blessed to have some great broadcast partners with NBC and and uh, you know to be able to uh, televise all all that action. Uh, you know, I was just thinking uh, if you decide to do something with the military, my son is a a marine at Camp Lejeune, so uh, uh, <laughs> he is actually the first one that asked me if they were going to be. Uh, be tickets available for Charlotte because I, he's gone every year since I introduced him to racing. He went to the 600 and saw all the concerts, and uh, he loves Charlotte. Now, he's never been to the Roval, though. Uh, well, I tell you, we're uh, we're hopeful to find out something soon. Um, you guys know what you're seeing every week with the parameters across the country. They just seem to, to change in terms of what these numbers are doing with this uh, coronavirus and and uh, we've, we've really put together something that's very comprehensive. I mean, we've put together something that would require fans to be socially distant within the grandstand seating. They would have to wear masks. We'll have temperature checks. Um, we'll have socially distanced uh, concession line areas, and, and people wouldn't be allowed to pay with cash, so they're not uh, exchanging that cash money, you know, all the... All the payment at the concessions or the souvenir stands would have to be by uh, credit card, so you're not having that extra contact with people. So we've really got a good comprehensive plan in place, and it's a plan that we've seen some real positives from and that we've seen work with some of our sister tracks, including what's already happening this weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, You know, they were able to host fans last night for their uh, Xfinity race, and then, of course, they're going to have probably – upwards of nearly 30,000 people there tonight for the cup race for uh, America's Night Race. And so, you know, but but we're only we're only three weeks out. So in terms of Charlotte, you know, uh, we hope to find out something from our folks soon. Uh, we've had our plan uh, reviewed by some uh, hospital uh, officials here in Charlotte. The county has taken a look at it, and it's under review with uh, the state, and, and we're just keeping our fingers crossed that we're going to be able to do something special and let some fans come back into our grandstands this year. Well, that sounds great. And man, I hope you make it. But you you jogged my memory or, or my brain uh, to a question. I know that the, the uh, 
NBC broadcast team has been doing the races, and I think Fox did too, from Charlotte Motor Speedway, even if it was in Texas or someplace. You know, the the announcers have been at Charlotte. Well, if the race is at Charlotte, can the announcers, uh, they'll they'll finally get to see one firsthand. Is that right? (laughs) That's right. This will be the first time since the NBC schedule started. Um, Fox Fox has a a pretty substantial studio complex here in Charlotte. So when the the second half of the first half of the season that Fox is still carrying, when those races came on, they were actually doing their studio shows. The announcers and stuff were actually at their studios in Charlotte to do something a little different. So they have had uh, their broadcast team, including... Dale Jr. and and all those guys, they've actually been at Shane Butter Speedway, right? Set up in the in the broadcast booth for each of the races throughout the race weekend as part of their schedule, and they've just got a lot of TV monitors in there, and they're watching the race. Of course, I mean NBC's got people on site and in the pits and whatnot at each racetrack, but for the Roval weekend, yes, this will be the time that the actual broadcast team is going to be on site in the same place. And they'll be able to watch the race from uh, right there uh, atop of the uh, front stretch grandstand. Well, that'll be great <laughs> and, uh, and different from the way it's been lately. Uh, well, Scott, this is Alan. I'm a dirt tracker. And uh, I'm looking at this uh, World of Outlaws final. So if y'all start letting fans in up there at Charlotte, do you think we're going to have this uh, world of uh, dirt track racing going on at that short track y'all got up there? Alan, that is the goal right now. We have still got that World of Outlaws World Finals on our schedule for November. Um, you know, a lot, I think, is going to depend on where our state numbers are in terms of the virus and and what the decision is made that's going to be prior to that, of course, with our NASCAR Roval weekend. So we are hoping to at least have limited fans uh, available for the uh, World of Outlaw World World Finals. That's always one of our favorite events every single year. That's always kind of the the the, the big season-ending race event that we have at Charlotte um, until we transition over to our uh, Speedway Christmas Light Show. But um, you know, right now we're 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 kind of focused on seeing what the state's going to allow us to do for the NASCAR weekend. And if that turns out to be a positive, and we can get some limited fans in. Then we think that that's going to make uh, uh, it's going to increase our chances to be able to do something similar just a few weeks later with the uh, World of Outlaws. Well, Scott, I mean they're letting them play football. Well, uh, don't get me wrong, Scott. <laughs> uh, Carolina Speedway, right down below y'all at Gastonia, they having a big ten thousand dollars show down there tonight for uh, Crate Sportsman Division down there and. I don't think they'd be doing it unless they're having fans up there. So you might want to check into that too. And and I, well, I, watched, I watched Clemson play somebody the other Wake Forest, and that was in North Carolina. So I mean, good grief! Yeah, they but, ought to but, turn y'all but, loose. I just well, hate, they, I just it, hate hey. Scott that that, that, it, that we always it, love to promote racetracks, and I know that the revenue y'all get from tickets and stuff means a lot. Uh, on you know, besides just the TV money and that stuff, and and we always, it's like we want to talk about Bristol, but that race was too close, and you, you know, you, you come on and, and took up. And uh, but I, I just think uh, there's nothing like being there live, and uh, I just I just love to see the promoters do good and 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 make money. That's 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 our main goal. 
because we well I'm, i mean you know it's it, these events and and you know what you're seeing now with football is uh south carolina is just in a different circumstance than what north carolina is in um i do know clemson is expecting to have about nineteen thousand fans down at uh death valley for uh tonight's uh football game but in north carolina through the month of September, uh, the college football teams have not been allowed to have fans yet. So even though Clemson played last weekend, they played Wake Forest, but they didn't have any fans in the grandstands. Ah, okay. uh, you know, uh, UNC Chapel Hill played Syracuse last weekend in Chapel Hill, but they didn't have fans. So, you know, we're, we're just in a different circumstance with our state and, you know, we're trying to do the right things and, and put the right safety and protocols there for people so that so that they're going to feel comfortable coming out. And, you know, we want to, uh, you know, follow the rules and try to do what's set uh, before us. And, and, you know, just like you guys said, it's a, um, it's a different environment. And, of course, you know, all of us work at the Speedway all year round to put on these events for the fans not just to put them on television. So, you know, we would definitely, uh, you know, we're, we were very thankful that we were able to host the Coca-Cola 600 Memorial Day weekend back in May when NASCAR was just coming back to live competition, and we were glad to be a big part of that when it was coming back. But, you know, seeing some of the success that we've seen at some of our sister tracks and the ability for fans to get out and still enjoy a live sporting event and do it safely, um, you know, we want to be allowed to do that in North Carolina, too. And you know, we think that we're going to be able to get there eventually. And uh, we're, cer- we're certainly hoping it's going to be for that Bank of America Roval 400 race weekend coming up in uh, October. Well, I said corrected. You're absolutely correct. Uh, I did, didn't dawn on me that there weren't any fans at that clemson Lake Forest game. And I watched a little of it, but, you know, that... That makes sense. They they uh, they did let them play it, but they didn't let any fans in. But Scott, look, it's great always to have you on the show. You're very outspoken and well spoken, and uh, man, I hope it works out for you because I want to be there. Greg and I want to come <laughs> up and go to a race and uh, um, and in about three weeks. So uh, thank you so much for coming on, and best of luck to you. And I, I hope you work it out. Hey guys, listen, we are we are pushing as hard as we can, and we are hoping God's going to bless us with some fans on our race weekend. The one thing we do have happening that uh, fans can come up and take advantage of now is we have been allowed by the state to host some drive-in movies throughout the summer, and now we're actually doing some drive-in concerts. So uh, country music singer Chris Jansen is actually going to be doing a live show drive-in at the Speedway on Saturday night of next weekend. So people can go to our website. They can figure out how to get tickets for that. But he's going to uh, perform with Mitchell Tenpenny. is going to be the opening act. And um, fans can actually drive in, sit in their cars, and we're going to broadcast it through a low FM frequency. But they can actually come out and see a live performance. We're going to broadcast it up in our giant Speedway TV that's on the back stretch, so they'll be able to watch it. So, um, you know, at least it's giving people a chance to get out and do something. And, uh, you know, so if you get, and you're still waiting on the races, people can still come and listen to a little country music with us next uh, Saturday night. Well, that's great, Scott. And uh, just hope it all works out for you so uh, uh, the fans can get back to as close to normal as possible and, and see some racing firsthand. 
And um, thanks for coming on the show. We'll talk to you later. Good luck. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. And y'all keep them uh, informed about all the race stuff happening down there around the upstate. We appreciate you, too. Okay. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you a million. And uh, good interview. I, I got to make a note here. We've heard from Ryan Delaney, who owns our radio station. He has got two tickets for the Bristol race tonight. So, I mean, if somebody wants these tickets, I'll give them to the first person that calls in. You're going to need to give me um, uh, a text number, and I think he even said an email. Somehow or another, through technology, he can text you the tickets because he's at Bristol now. But if anybody wants two tickets for the race tonight in Bristol, just give us a call here at the station, and uh, we'll figure out how to get them to you. But I'm pretty sure he said he needs a text, uh, a number, or an email, or both. To get you the tickets. Anyway, we're going to take a break here. And we're going to come back and turn Allen Hill loose and find out what the heck's going on besides the 12 hours of Harris. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirits' tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirits carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. Windows down or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors fruit punch, blue raspberry, or new pink lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McCafe ice coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with an either offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Open Mike Daly is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Well, 
that wasn't the who or the guess who version of American Woman, but it sounded pretty good. Uh, before I turn Alan loose, I want to thank Lanny McKinney for uh, maintaining the Budmore Engineering website and being our backup here. And he's listening to the show and he's picked Logano for tomorrow or for tonight. It is tonight, is it? Yeah. yeah. And, it is um, and um, he also gives us some great information. That Motor Trend TV, if you want to watch the Le Mans 24 Hours, is on Spectrum Channel 82. And it's also at watch.motortrend.com. So, that's how you get Motor Trend TV. And I tell you what, between Lanny and Ronnie, we find out everything we need to know. And all, plus all the people that call and text you during the show. So, uh, don't forget, we got two tickets for Bristol. If somebody wants them, call us here at the station. And, um, Alan, go for it. Well, Perry, uh, last week you was talking about you had Mav TV. Have you got to watch it any? No, but I was going to mention it a little bit later when I did the TV thing because okay. we got a, you, you, we got ARCA coming up. You need to get on there and watch it, some of this dirt track racing. There's a lot of it on there. There's a lot of it on there. But as far as our local racetracks, we got Cherokee Speedway last week. We're going to start off in the Young Guns Division. First place went to A.J. Barker. Second place went to Hannah Wall. Third place went to Kaylee Worley. And the 602, open wheel modified. Not a regular division there, but every so often they bring them in there. First place went to Jesse Rocket. That's my man. That's your man. Second place went to Jeremy Steele. Third place went to a guest of ours not too long ago was Colt Gilliam. Oh, yeah. Colt jumped into open wheel modified. He's also jumped into the truck series at uh, Eldora and was running good out there. Yeah. Let's move on down to the Extreme 4 Division. First place went to Travis Langford. Second place went to Chris Meadows. Third place went to Lane Spangler. And the Crate Sportsman Division. First place went to Ricky Green. Second place went to Tyler Love. Third place went to Caleb McLaughlin. And the Stock 4 Division. Another one of our guests. First time winner over at Cherokee Speedway, Austin Brown. Yeah. Congratulations, Austin. Yep. Second place, Casey Towell. Third place, Dustin Boland. Also, Austin Brown survived the protest, so they had to take that car apart. After his first win, the boy ran second side. He went look at some things, so they had to come <laughs> down there and tear it apart for him. And he passed. And he passed. That's good. And the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Blake Bentley. Second place went to Steve Green. Third place went to Madison Hoots. And the 602 Late Models, first place went to Brian Mullis. Second place went to John Ruggiero, Jr., Third place went to Gary Pardon. In the Super Sports Division, first place went to Andy Blackwood. Second place went to Christian Patterson. Third place went to Andrew Barker. Going to move on up the road to Travers Rest last week. Front wheel drive division went to Randy Hill. Second place went to Ricky Hill. Third place went to Chris Coggins. In the Crate Sportsman Division, first place went to Timmy Smith. Second place, Chris Jackson. Third, Kyle Cooper. 602 late models. Glad to see them running over at Travers Rest. First place went to John Price. Second place went to Brian Gumbles. Third place went to Chaston Blackwell. In the rookie division, first place went to Trent Blackwell. Second place, J.J. Coggins. Third place, Riley Hill. Uh, Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Justin Barber. Third place went to Jordan LeClaire. And third place went to Randy Cantrell. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Brian Satterfield. Brandon Satterfield, excuse me. 
Second place went to Kyle Grass. Third place went to Timmy Smith. In the Pure Stock Division. First place went to Nathan Showtime Pierce. Second place went to Michael Hedden. Third place went to Danny Sexton. In the Renegade 8, another winner for this guy. He's on a hot streak right now. Donnie Atkins. Second place, Michael Barbary. Third place went to Chris Jackson. And we're going to move up to qualifying last night up there at Carolina Speedway for this big $10,000 super stock street race they're going to have up there tonight. We had uh, six heat races last night. So to have six heat races, that means they had a field of probably somewhere around 60 to 70 cars there. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot of cars. In heat number one, first place, Colt Gilliam. Another name that's, that's, that we pops up all the time. That's it. He jumped from that open wheel modified, jumped over into a street stock car, and he's on the pole for heat number one and messed around one. Second place, another driver, Damian Crump. Third, Luke Scott. Fourth, Blake Pryor. Fifth, Dalton Parnell. In heat number two, first place went to Tim Bo Magnum. Second place went to Chris Messer. Third place went to Hank Taylor. Fourth place went to Donnie Atkins. Fifth place went to Alex Storkey. You know, I got a cousin, uh, Timbo, and it's the only other Timbo I've ever heard of in my life. So I, I perk up every time you mention him because he seems to do something every week. Yep, he's messed around. He usually runs in a super late mall car sometimes, but every so often he might jump down in the lower division, kind of like uh, Kyle Busch does in the Winston Cup. I mean, not Winston Cup, but NASCAR. Yeah. In heat number three, first place went to Andy Stewart. Second place went to Josh Langley. Third place went to Timmy Smith. The fourth place went to Marty Reed. Fifth place went to Mike Messer. In heat number four, first place went to Brandon White. Second place went to Cade Langley. Third place went to Brett Hodges. Fourth went to Steve Thoreau. Fifth went to Lee Higston. In heat number five, first place went to Andy Blackwood. Second place went to Dave Lucas. Third went to Andrew Barker. Fourth went to Chris Schoen. Fifth went to Wesley Cornell. In heat number six, final heat race of the night, first place went to Shannon Adams. Second place went to Josh Wilkerson. Third went to Dalton Peavy. Fourth went to Wayne Curtis. Fifth went to Brian Welch. Also there last night, uh, they had the Hornets, and they had their main event there. First place went to Jonathan Surratt. Second place went to Justin Molly. And third went to Roger Terry. They also had the Lightning Late models there. First was Tim Bo Magnum. So he jumped He jumped from his Lightning Late model down to a, a super street car. He must have a heavy foot. He does. Uh, second place went to Brandon Dockery. And third went to Jonathan Petria. Okay, today gates are going to open at 12 o'clock. That's about time we get off the air. That is. Uh, grandstands is going to open up at 3 o'clock. Drivers meetings at 530 Tonight on this program, they got the last chance race. That means you first three or four cars that wins this in this race will get to promote on up to the big main event tonight. They also got the Thunder Bombers, the Hornets in Extreme Four. And at the end of the night, they got another Enduro race. So maybe the boy run the six hours of Harris. <laughs> they might move on up there. They're going to pay $1,000 to win at Carolina Speedway. Well, now, uh- when you say enduro race, is that that's the type of car, or does that mean an especially long race? And if so, how long is this one? 
Ah, uh, now that's a good question there. Uh, okay. All I've seen is an enduro race, and it's got thousand dollars to win. I mean, I don't know if you could have like a like if an enduro race has to be a certain length, or if you could just have a thirty lap enduro race, and the well, cars are is where the enduro comes from. Yep, it could be like that. Well, we'll figure that out. Okay, tonight at Harris Speedway, they got the limited late models up there. Going to pay them boys fifteen hundred dollars to win. Also along there with uh, Pure Stock Division, Renegade 8, Craig Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Front Wheel Drive, Thunder Bomber Futures, Young Guns, and V6. In that division, they got a $300 on bounty on Kevin Brooks. Pit Gates are going to be $30. Grandstands, $15. Kids 10 and under are free. Also up there, Fans are limited to 50% in the stands. So, the Harris is in North Carolina. Yeah, that's so, right. So, uh, they got uh, fans limited to 50%. Please practice your social so, social distancing up there and uh, wear mask when you can. Also tonight, Traverse Rest Speedway. Traverse Rest Speedway has moved over to Saturday Night Racing. Uh, getting late into the season. And uh, we'll say... They usually move their program over here to this because of high school football. Mm. But uh, also, they've got the 602 Thunder Series there. That's some late model cars. Glad to see them over at Traverse Rest Speedway. They also got Extreme 4, Front Wheel Drive, Thunder Bomber Futures, Carolina Driveline Rookies, Thunder Bombers, Crate Sportsman, Renegade 8, Pure Stock Division. Pits are $30, stands are 15 gates are going to open this afternoon at 5 o'clock, driver's meeting is going to be at 7 p.m., hot laps will start at 7.30. So, uh, like I said before, uh, Cherokee Speedways is going to be off tonight, so you either going to be choosing either going to Traverse Rest or Harris or going up the road to Carolina, but now next week, uh, we got two-day event over at Traverse Rest Speedway. This is the Robert Bradley V8 Nationals. This is a good thing to go to. It's going to have uh, rookies, $1,000 to win. Extreme 4, $1,000 to win. Pure Stock, 1200 to win. Thunder Bomber Shootout, $1,500 to win. Crate Sportsman Division, $1,200 to win. Renegade Stock 8, $1,500 to win. So, uh... This Robert Bradley National is a two-day event. Qualifying, a lot, lot of qualifying is going to be going on at Friday night. Then the big race is going to be on Saturday night. Also, hopefully, uh, they'll post something up about Cherokee Speedway. Uh, I heard that they put one more points race on the schedule, and it'll probably be next Saturday night. Then uh, we're going to move over into October 1st and 2nd. We're going to get into the Mike Duval Memorial Race mm, there. That's a big one. That's a very big one. So uh, I'll give you some more details on that. Even though we will be off on October the 3rd, we won't have a um, start your engines. Um, from what Ryan Clary tells me, we're going to start having a three-hour pre-game show from the South Carolina Gamecock Network. So uh, I think on the 3rd, they play Florida at noon. So that means uh, a nine o'clock. Uh, that's even going to knock out the gambling show. And boy, was I glad to hear see the gambling show this morning, because normally when the 
Saturday morning sports report's over. We got about two minutes to get in here and get hooked up and get in place and do everything we have to do to do our show. But it's a luxury to come in here and that guy's out in Las Vegas or wherever he is talking about gambling and we can leisurely get get in place for our show but no um yeah we won't we won't have a show the third and it's probably going to happen a couple of other times but that's the first one i'm aware of that uh there will be no start your engines that that week so um that all you got that's pretty much it just like to be able to us for us to go up there to charlotte speedway to that little dirt track that they got up there because they really do put on a good show up there every year well scott sounds like he's working on it and i think he'll get it and uh if you go into a race tonight someplace, um, boy, it's going to be a good night, I think, to be out there. Dress appropriately. It ought to just be fantastic, well, weather-wise. Weather-wise, going to be really cool. Going to make plenty of horsepower in these cars. And yeah. uh, track's going to stay, uh, as far as dirt tracks, they're going to stay uh, pretty dry. To, I mean, not dry tonight, but they're going to stay wet and tacky. So, make some good racing. So, you're keeping it in the in the garage this weekend. When do you think you might race again? Uh, they did or is this not- a secret? They did not have a super sportsman on the schedule this week at either at Harris or uh, Travers Rest. So, uh, Cherokee was off. So, uh, we kind of messed uh, rearing up last weekend. Yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, a lot of times, Alan, I'm sitting there having my breakfast or whatever on Sunday morning, and he'll send me a picture of the car in Victory Lane with a trophy on it. But this week, he sent me a picture of something. I don't, I wasn't sure what it was, but that was a tore up rear end or something. That was our that was our center spool there where your axle slide into. It's got a spline in there, and somehow or another, uh, my brother said that's uh, Chinese steel. You know, we can't get good steel no more. So uh, somehow or another, we we spun the splines out of our spool in our rear end. Now is that something you'd normally change, or has that been in there for a while? That's because uh, you've been winning. Yeah, that's uh, don't get me wrong. That, that rear end's been in that car for probably about four or five years now. Well, okay, but, uh, it was tired. Uh, it just got tired, and don't get me wrong. Uh, well, don't blame it on the Chinese. They got enough trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but that's good uh, food. Yep, that's the way. Uh, sometimes that's the way it goes. Somebody, uh, Danny went up there and congratulated Andy Blackwood after the race. He said, uh, congratulations on winning. He said, well, I really don't think I won this year's out there racing. Well, that's so, that's a compliment that right was there. A compliment that was a Danny big compliment. Right yeah, it was. So uh, I wish uh, Andy, he went on up there to Carolina Speedway tonight. Wish him all the luck in the world up there at Carolina Speedway. He's us. Uh, I think he won the sixth heat race. So, uh, and sometimes up there, they may invert the top six cars or they'll roll a dice. And somehow, sometimes he might start up on the front row for this 60-lap uh, main event up there. Okay. Well. So, uh, like I say, wish him all luck in the world up there. And everybody, get out there and watch a race tonight. Like I said, it's going to be a great night. We're going to take our last break. And then I got about a... Uh, not as big a stack as I had last week that I actually managed to get through, but I got a lot to talk about. So let's go take our last break. You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios.
It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job, so neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWater.org slash ice. So what if your roommate, we'll call him Einstein, decides to microwave a metal bowl full of cookie dough and sets your apartment on fire? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. See State Farm agent Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg for auto, renters, frankly, all kinds of insurance. Cliff's got your back. 
So call Cliff Gobert today at 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cliff Gobert, State Farm Insurance, East Main Street in Spartanburg. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Uh, we might have needed Greg to identify that one. But uh, okay, we got uh, about 13 minutes for me to go over 20 minutes worth of information. So the cup race last week uh, was at Richmond. I thought it was fairly lousy. Uh, I think I dozed off at least once or twice during it. Um, but Brad Keselowski won it. Ronnie, you're getting close. Truex was second. Joey Logano was third. And as you just mentioned, Austin Dillon's doing a real good job in that three car. He was fourth. Yeah, Austin Dillon's showing some life, and he's in these playoffs, so don't get me wrong. He uh, he could mess around and move on to the next uh, segment and then get down to that final eight and... They coming up on some racetracks he likes. Well, I tell you what, he's, uh, in his own words, he's doing pretty good to have that golden spoon in his mouth. Well, <laughs> the golden spoon board at one Texas, and that was him saying it, not me. Uh, Kyle Bush was sixth. Kevin Harvick, thank goodness, was seventh. He, uh, had a mediocre car that night. Eric Almarola was eighth. Alex Bowman ninth. And Clint Boyer was tenth. So the points. Go ahead. Did you hear what Keselowski said about his race car after he got out and won? No. That car is two for two, and he said, let's put it on the shift to go to Phoenix. Ah, well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be uh set that one over in the corner of the shop and put a do not touch sign on do it. Do not touch. We're going to take her to Phoenix. The point standings right now, uh, and we'll get to the the people on the bubble here. Kevin Harvick is up front. He's got a 21-point lead on Denny Hamlin in second. Keselowski's 31 points behind in third. Logano is 34 points back in fourth. Martin Truex is fifth. Austin Dillon is sixth. So he's in there pretty solid, Alan. It, he won't. He doesn't have a thing to worry about tonight, I don't think. Uh, Chase Elliott is seventh. Alex Bowman, eighth. Kyle Busch, ninth. Kurt Busch, tenth. Eric Almarola. In fact, uh, Kurt Busch and Eric Almarola are tied. They're 78 points out of the first place, tied for 10th. And uh, 12th is Kurt Boyer. Then you got your three cars on the bubble. And I tell you what, from Kurt Busch all the way back to uh, the 16th place car, I mean, I'm not going to say I said this because I read it in the paper this morning, but one of those guys that does the stock car racing in there said that, uh, Kyle Busch is like a pit road speeding penalty from not making it, you know, because he could get bumped out of there tonight. He doesn't have that big of a, of a cushion. Um, but the 13th place car is William Byron, and he's just three points behind Clint Boyer, who's in right now. So Byron right now is out. Um, Cole Custer has got, uh, he's 90 points behind. He's at 14th. Matt DiBenedetto in the Wood Brothers car is 15th. And, you know, he almost won this race last year. This is in that 95 car. And that really got a lot of a pe- a lot of people's attention, which probably helped him get this Wood Brothers car. And Nelson said that Kyle Busch is having to start to rear the field tonight. So that will make Absolutely. it hard for him to get them first stage points. That's exactly right. And uh, 
16th is Ryan Blaney, who just hasn't got out from under that penalty he had. And I think he lost his crew chief and everything. So that'll be tonight. We'll talk about the TV. Well, I'll give it to you right now in case we run out of time. But that's the uh, bro, uh, bro, the Bass Pro Shops NRA night race. That's at 730 tonight on NBCSN. We touched on the Xfinity race a little bit. That was last night. Jeremy couldn't quite get it done. But Chase Briscoe did, and um, he uh, is having a good year. That was his seventh win. So he, uh, they asked him before the season started how many wins he thought it might take to win the championship, and he said eight. Well, he's got seven, but he was first and had a real spirited race with Ross Chastain, which I get the feeling they're not too fond of each other. Um, Austin Sendrick was third in the Penske car. Harrison Burton fourth, Justin Allgaier, who is doing great, is fifth, Anthony, Anthony Alfredo was sixth, Noah Cragson seventh, Brandon Jones eighth, Jeb Burton ninth, and Riley Herbst was tenth, Jeremy Clements was eleventh, and Brandon Brown, the guy he couldn't quite catch in the point standings, was twelfth. Um, and Jeremy, just hang in there, buddy. Try it again next year. We're, we're behind you all the way, and I mean maybe uh, with some bucks. From uh, what I spoke with Alan Hill, uh, I mean, um, Ryan Delaney a few minutes ago, uh, we are on the car for Talladega and the Roval at Charlotte. And uh, in a few minutes we got left, we got two tickets for Bristol tonight. If anybody wants them, give me a call. And the rev limiter got me. The uh, point standings in Xfinity. Austin Sendrick is first. He's got a pretty solid lead over Chase Briscoe's by, of 65 points in second. Ross Chastain is third. Nora Cragson fourth. Justin Allgaier fifth. Justin Haley sixth. Harrison Burton seventh. Brandon Jones eighth. Michael Annette ninth. Riley Herbst tenth. Ryan Sieg eleventh. And Brandon Brown twelfth. And that's your field for the playoffs in the Xfinity race. That race was last night. And um, next week. They will be in Las Vegas uh, for the ASCO 300. So we'll talk about that next week. The trucks ran Thursday night at Bristol. And this was a pretty good thing here, Alan. We've been talking every week a little bit about Sam Mayer, who uh, sort of has come from out of nowhere. He's 17 years old. Well, he won the Bristol race, the truck race Thursday night, and became the second youngest winner in series history. Uh, Cole Custer won a race when he was 16 years old in NASCAR. So uh, Sam Meyer beat out another old-timer of about 18 years old, uh, Brett Moffitt. Third was Tanner Gray, fourth Parker Klingerman, and fifth Chandler Smith. I won't go all the way down the line, but uh, points in the trucks shake out with uh, Brett Moffitt is first, Sheldon Creed is second, Zane Smith is third, Grant Enfinger fourth, and Tyler Ankrum is fifth. And their guys on the bubble are uh, Derek Krause and Raphael Leonard. So we'll see how they uh, do as they're going to probably eliminate some next race. But here is what I found very interesting. After the truck race um, Thursday night, they had an ARCA race, which was, I mean, I'm telling you, they're changing these schedules like crazy. And this one was really stuck in there at the last minute. Well, I guess he was uh, 
ready to go because Sam Mayer won that one. And Sam Mayer has now won three straight ARCA races and five of the last eight. And he's come out of nowhere. He's only run 12 races in ARCA. And they've had uh, uh, 16 races, I think, this season. Yeah, they've won 16. He's only been in 12. And he's won five of them. So this is a kid who... uh, is a you know he's a youngster he's 17 years old and you just better watch out for him write his name down uh, and you can watch out for him really quickly what's the day at 19th right they're at winchester indiana tonight so they ran thursday night at bristol which was stuck into the schedule where they're running tonight at uh, winchester indiana and the toyota 200 presented by crosley brands at seven o'clock and guess where you can watch that one Mav TV. So uh, that's, uh, and then they're going to run uh, Memphis, and I am going to try to watch uh, December, um, October 4th uh, race on the dirt at Springfield. Okay, we're getting close on time. The uh, arc of points um, look like Michael Self is first, Brett Holmes second, Hallie Deegan, the lady driver, is third, Drew Dollar, her best friend, is fourth, and Ty Gibbs. Joe Gibbs' grandson is fifth and slipping up into sixth with his five wins more than anybody else in ARCA is Sam Mayer. So you're talking about a guy, about a guy that's sizzling hot. Indy cars. They ran last uh, um, weekend twice at Mid-Ohio, and it was two fairly dull races. I watched bits and parts of both of them. Well, actually, I watched them both on Fast Forward. And uh, so I did get a feel for what went on. Will Power won the first one last uh, Saturday. And then Sunday afternoon, Colton Herta, who hadn't been in victory lane in a while, and he's a fairly young guy, had a a victory. And so the points in IndyCar shake out with uh, Scott Dixon is still way out front with a 72-point lead. Joseph Newgarten is second. Patricio Award is third. Colton Herta moved up the fourth, and Will Power is fifth. Sixth is the Indy 500 winner, Takuma Sato. You got some first, Greg? Yeah, I just got a phone call from, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but I know him, but uh, from Bristol Motor Speedway. And he said he wished he could come on. He, he knew that, that, that we were promoting it, and he just, just absolutely likes the show. And so we've got him calling, uh, won't us calling. Well, that's good when the promoter calls us. That is, that's fantastic. That's I just got one other one other little comment. Okay. I appreciate everything that the Delaney's and Clary and all the people up here have done. They've really spruced this place up great. They're working on it. They are flat getting on with it. But uh, I think that's pretty cool when the PR guy from Bristol calls it and calls the show. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty good. Well, he hadn't got much going on today, just a major race tonight. Yeah, so he, he probably had a few minutes. Yeah, yeah he might have had a minute or two. <laughs> All right, I, well, I got three minutes to cover a couple of more things real quick. <laughs> Formula One ran the Tuscany Grand Prix, and uh, things got back to normal with uh, Lewis Hamilton winning in the Mercedes and his teammate finishing second. And here, Greg and Allen is the, the typical penthouse to outhouse. We talked last week about Pierre Gasly winning his first uh, Formula One. Well, he hit the fence on the starting line of the 
Tuscany Grand Prix. And they had a huge crash right off the bat. And um, he finished dead last. So he went from the top step of the podium to the the, the last place finisher. Uh, Valtteri Bottas was second. Alexander Albon, that was your podium driving for Aston Martin. And Roman Grosjean, who I always mention him, he's French, but he drives for the American team of Haas, um, which is a Ferrari, by the way, finished 12th. So he actually finished on the lead lap. So that's his best finish of the year, but also a lot of cars crashed. Which, if you watch him, Formula One starts. You see the way they start them boys from a dead stop? Oh, yeah. And then they show the green... How'd you like to start NASCAR like it? <laughs> Remember, they used to run across the race. Well, right, they did period. at Darlington. Yeah, and your guy, your Joe Weatherly, won it when they had the twin 150s at Darlington. Oh, did they year. have to run across the. Yeah, yeah. Tiny Lund, uh, he finished last running across the track, they said. Uh, no, that was just a joke. You said Tiny was fast. Tiny was fast, yeah. Okay, I, I, got, I got a minute and a half. Okay. The WeatherTech Sports Car Series is off, but they will be in a couple of weeks. No, next week at. Mid Ohio, um, and let me do the TV real quick. Um, we'll talk about uh, the Road Atlanta. They they finished third, so we've already covered that on TV, and that will be the last that I've got here. Currently, right now on Motor Trend TV, you can watch the twenty four hour of Le Mans, and I think that's nonstop until nine o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, which will be three o'clock in France. Um, today, at 6 o'clock, MAV-TV, the ARCA race, which is at Winchester, Indiana. That's live. They just ran two days ago at, at uh, Bristol. The NASCAR uh, Cup race is on NBCSN at 7.30. And tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning is the end to the 24 hours of Le Mans. And um, that's about all you got on Sunday. So we got 25 seconds, Greg. Well... Like I say, I'm just sick to death. I'm here and still part of this thing, and, and this show's growing, and I just appreciate everything. Alan, you Alan. got 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, go to one of your local dirt tracks tonight, either Travers Rest or Harris or Carolina for yeah. a big race. Yep, and dress accordingly. I'm sorry I cut you off there, but that's okay. The, the music is starting right now. Okay. <laughs> Get our table ready, Natalie. Thank you for listening. Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way. Uh, everybody be safe out there. Keep your distance. Love each other. And by all means, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are the home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400 WSPG Spartanburg. This is all I can't hold up. Now on FM at 98.3.